The Glory Game, brought to you by Hull Spares, an official Tottenham supporters group. Right, okay, so welcome to The Glory Game, the uh, Spares podcast brought to you by the official Hull Spares supporters group. Um, so yeah, we've called a, an emergency podcast. I think the, the main news coming out of today is, did you say it's Joe Hart's birthday, Pete? It is, yeah. It is Joe Hart's birthday today, yes. and um, I'm saying he, you know, he must have been wishing for what we were all wishing for. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's been a mad 24 hours. So really, what we'll we'll start at the beginning. So uh, I think Sunday night there was reports coming out that um, six English clubs had signed on to, uh, to to start their own competition with the rest of the Europe's elite, which is the Super League. Um, and we all woke up this morning to find that Jose Mourinho has been sacked. So I think we'll start with the Super League first. Um, yeah, I know Pete, you've done a lot of reading into this, so I guess you're probably the, the go-to guy for any information. But initial thoughts, what what do we all think, Andy? Um, I'm devastated. Absolutely devastated, if I'm honest. It's uh, It's... Over this past season, I mean, with everything else, I've been a little bit disenfranchised with Spurs at best of times, you know, with the football we've been playing. But this has just knocked me out of the park. Um, You know, what can they say that that this is what the fans want? And it is, it's it's one thing and one thing only, and it's greed. Um, You know, they want to stay in the Premier League so they can still compete in that, but then they want this other European competition. Now, sorry, uh, the Premier League punish everybody. I, I hope all the leagues do. I hope La Liga does and everybody else. Um, it's it's not for me, not for me at all. I mean, this, it's so layered, and we'll we'll probably get into it a little bit further on. But it, you know, is it such a surprise? I mean, they tried doing this uh, not even too long ago, really, was it? When there was there was noise about kind of having an elite league, it kind of yeah. seemed to have got um, thrown out by a lot of people. But it's it's really its ugly head again. Pete, what, what was your initial reactions when you heard about it? Same as Andy, really, but devastated, disappointed, you know, from our from our club point of view. Just, yeah, it's just, it, it does, just smacks agreed, doesn't it? You know, that it's all about the money. They don't care about the fans anymore. They're not bothered about us. I mean, it's come out that they've been, we've been called legacy fans um, or whatever that's supposed to mean you know um, they're more bothered about all these uh, all the, these streaming fans from around the world from from what I can see people that are probably never never have a you know a connection with the club like so many of us do um, never have a you know a chance of visiting or seeing a game live or even the not even having the appeal uh, to go to a game live they just want to pay-per-view or whatever the format's going to be and watch these the so-called best teams with the best players. Um, and from all the reading that I'm doing about it and the reactions, I don't think they're going to have the best players um, in this competition. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just disappointed, let down, heartbroken. I often, I often say, as it's those words, I said to, to my pupils, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. You know, as you say yes. to your kids, don't you? and that—that's the worst possible thing. That's as well, an yeah, but that's that's classic spare territory. Yeah. <laughs> we should be used to it by now. Being yeah. Yeah. But at least yeah. it's always been on the pitch. 
<laughs> you yeah. know, the disappointment, you know, at least in, especially in the last, you know, 10 years or so, everything off the pitch has been falling into place. You know, we've got a new training ground, we've got a new stadium, we've got, you know, we're, we're redeveloping um, the Tottenham area. You know, we're putting we're putting money, what looked to be like putting money into grassroots, and you know we've we've taken our women's team professional and all that sort of thing, and it this just seems to go against everything that we've done. Do you think there's a, a I know initial um, initial reactions and everything are really really uh, negative. Do you think there is a chance that maybe we're worrying about something that isn't going to be as bad as what we might think it is. Ben, what what, what do you think of all that? Positive I think things? there could be, but I think that remains to be seen. Um, <laughs> positives. You come to the wrong one here. It's um, going to £5 billion richer. <laughs> yeah. But knowing Levy, how many, and Enoch, how much of that is the team going to see? You know. He's already spent fifteen million, hasn't he, today? So, so we'll come on to that. <laughs> yeah, I um, thought it was fair. By the way, sacked him because he's probably like loaded with money. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, one of them, isn't it? Um, I don't. I, if there is positives, we're just going to have to wait and see because at the minute, it's a bit damning, isn't it? It just feels like, for me, it just feels like the owners of all the clubs, especially ours, you know. It, it just feels like they're kind of spitting in our faces a bit. There was somebody, and I can't, I don't know, it's been reported that uh, one of the Premier League board members has said today, says that this business and they're into securing financial gain first and foremost, and the football and everything else on the pitch is secondary. And this is, and they don't care about that. It says they'll like go forward for these and they'll play their best players in this Super League midweek and then field weekend teams on the weekend for Premier League. And, you know, it hasn't said, again, it's one of, it's one of, it was one of these, you know, Sky can be like, this is what the report was, one of, a board member of one of the Premier League teams that have said mm. that, but no names, no clubs or anything. I think there's going to be a lot of leaks around this, though. I yeah. think there's going to be a lot of people pro- pro- probably at the clubs in a, maybe not a senior level, but with access to these people and access to these meetings, possibly, that are going to be as angry and upset as some of the fans and pundits that have come out and, and said things. Um, so I think there will probably be a lot of leaks like that where, you know, you, names might not be mentioned, but comments like that, yeah. all of the bad stuff will come out. Um, well, I, I, put, I, yeah. put, I, know, I was chatting, didn't I, about Stan Kroenke, you know, what, what he said earlier. You know, saying this is I don't yeah. you don't know what all the fuss is about. This is in a couple of years' time, we'll, everybody will be loving it and they'll be thanking us for doing this. And I'm thinking, he, you know, out of all the clubs, I mean, I know it's them lot, but when he started getting majority, he was probably the one director that just wasn't interested. He's just mm. you know taking the stuff off the cream of Arsenal because yeah. they they should have been heads and shoulders above a lot of people. You know, they paid off the debt for the stadium and then was getting all the money and it just didn't filter back down to the team, but. Yeah, it all went all went in Stan's back pocket, allegedly. What I find, <laughs> what I find quite um, quite contrasting is the fact that they're going to have to be paying players a lot more money now. Obviously, players are going to be aware that they're getting a lot more money through the door. 
Some might have to forfeit playing international football, so they'll want more. They'll want compensation for that. You're probably looking at, well, as I think Andy, you said about playing the weakened teams in the Premier League. We're, we're probably going to need two squads now. So again, more investment into that. By the by, the end of it, and then you're buying the best players supposedly. By the end of it, uh, are we going to be any better off? That cost's just going to escalate anyway. Yeah, it's like as soon as you know, you look at take take the transfer windows for argument's sake with players, defenders. You know, you get the whole um, Van der Vijk, um, you know, to uh, to Liverpool. What was it? Fifty million? Or, well, no, it was more than fifty. Eight, million. Eight, 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 million. Yeah. Look at look at look at the price of defenders now. They've mm. shot up. Same it with goalkeepers. You know, goalkeepers, the, the price on goalkeepers has shot up just because one team who's backed by an oil-rich country has managed to pull off, a, you know, I paid over the odds because they really want that player. So it's going, to be the, it's going to be the same thing. Players will go into that and they'll go, well, I know you're getting this amount of money or I know you're getting more money than what you would do in Premier League Champions League. I won't pay in, instead of 200 grand a week or whatever it is, to 300, 400, 500, you know, where, where are they going to stop? They're not, they're not worth it. You know, you, you probably won't get the same amount of entertainment just because they're getting paid more. So Something I thought about, I mean, just even moving away from the players slightly, is the officials. You know, so, so you've got FIFA-ranked official, officials that play, like, that officiate the World Cup matches and everything. And if FIFA and UEFA are out sanctioning it, uh, yeah. this Super League, are they going to have their own paid bank of referees you know so I think you know with with players you know I, I, you could probably name a couple of mercenary players from abroad you know immediately I know Paris Saint-Germain aren't listed at the minute but Neymar and Mbappe were supposed to be wanting all this money Messi that's wanting all this money um Will they give up their international future? I, th I think what you need to look at is somebody like Messi would probably play in the competition because his international future's pretty much past him. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's coming to the end. Or, I mean, he's retired what twice, something yeah. uh, from international duty. So you know, I think if they go if they go down that route, and this is definitely going to happen, but FIFA come out and say, right, players can't play for the national teams. We're going to start getting players, the best players in the world will go to the league, but only when they're coming out of retirement from the national team. And we'll get players in the league that are not good enough to be in a national team, but they're going to be sat on stupid money because they're in that league. It's going to be completely backwards, I think, for it. It's, it's going to take a big player with integrity that says, no, actually, I want to, like, for instance, I'm I'll pick on Harry Kane, you know, he's, he's our boy. Um, if he turns on to leave, he says, look, so I don't want to be part of the Super League. I want to I want to win trophies in domestic league. I want to be the Premier League top scorer, but I also want to be England's top scorer. Um, Do we know, really think that, that we're going to be excluded from the Premier League and the international and international teams as well, though? Because I just can't see it happening. The way I see this playing out is they've made this move, so they've got more leverage over rights, over TV money, um, and, and just the fact that they're ring-trencing ring themselves in that they will guarantee that money every single year, 
I just think that they're taking it to FIFA and UEFA and using it as a negotiation. I I hope that try and change things. You know, so I hope it is just to like get a get a stick and you know trying to beat FIFA and UEFA into. I don't know, you know, the UEFA and well, both of them have been done for corruption a hell of a lot over the past few years. Mm. Um, you know, so I, I hope that is the case. But it's, I, th- I think that the story is only just breaking into. I know we've had like twenty four hours. There's going to be a lot more coming out of it. This will be um, the Brexit. The yeah, it, it's a, <laughs> but the, the government have said it says like if UEFA can't do anything about this, then they will. They'll strip um, alcohol licenses from venues and um, sporting licenses and things like that but then that goes against FIFA's rules of governments getting involved in I can't see it yeah I can't see the the whole ecosystem of football is built around well just take our ground for for, for a point our stadium we're still going to get people coming to games and still going to be making two three million a, a match day I don't think that will change. I just think it's the European side of it that is being revolutionised. And I don't agree with it. But if you look at it, it kind of makes sense for the clubs to try and wrestle the power out of FIFA and UEFA's hand, hands when it's it's the clubs who kind of have the power, really. You know, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to look at it a different yeah. way. And, and, and I can see why we're doing it, because it, it's been led by the absolute corrupt... Juventus, um, I don't know, uh, chair, oh. president, whatever, Real Madrid, and I think even Liverpool and Manchester United have pushed it forward. You can tell that we're hanging on the coattails thinking we can't miss out on this. because if Andrea Agnelli, by the way. Yeah, and, it, and, he's, <laughs> and, and that guy, I've been listening to talks about today, the reports that he's been telling FIFA and UEFA all along that, yeah, they're going to sign this new Champions League thing and it's... And they've turned around and stabbed him in the back last minute. Well, apparently I'd seen that they were talking to him yesterday. Yeah. All on and Saturday, the, I think it was. And the same with Woodward as well for Manchester And the same with Woodward. And then all of a sudden, they've, I mean, that guy was one of the top guys at um, the ECA. Is it ECA? Yeah. Or whatever it was. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of underhandedness going on behind, the, behind people's backs, I think. Just playing a little bit of devil's advocate, as like uh, Matt, you were saying, you know, trying to see it from a different point of view. I mean, from our club's point of view, uh, I know, you know, one uh, Bill Nick said, you know, without European football, Tottenham's nothing. So, is that maybe a reason why we're going in for it? You know, we don't want to be left behind if we get in now. Because there's well, there's not there's there's twelve clubs that have been announced, with three clubs still yet to be announced. Yeah, um, hey, but hey, if we get left behind out of that, we're out of it. We're not ring fenced in it, so the money's definitely not ours. Exactly. And, look at the option. Look what the you know the last couple of weeks or whatever. Everyone's been talking about we're going to end up in this Europe Conference thing. This this absolute pile of shit that no, I don't think any club would want to be in. So what what's what's the option? Do, do you do you aim low like that, or do you actually think do you know what football's moving at a, you know an international level now? Yeah, what, yeah. I think you, you I can think see why from, we're doing it. We've, we've got to yeah. Talk. I think you know from from the board's perspective, 
And it's different for us as fans because we, we've got this sort of visionary scene of Tottenham and the club and where it stands for and what we want for it, you know, and our ideas of what we're about. But if you're on the Tottenham board now and this has been announced, you know, and the figures that are getting thrown around, which are crazy numbers, none of, none of, none of our board are going to sit there and think, no, we don't want part of it, mm. you know. From, from, a, from, a business, gonna... from a business perspective, you, 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 like Pete said, we're, we're hanging, I've, we've mentioned it on like previous podcasts about eating at the big table. We've been invited to eat at the big table with the pull-up a chair and, you know. They're yeah, not going to say no. This is, this is all no. driven by, you know, I've heard stuff today of like the Americans can't get their head around the fact that football has relegation and, and why would you put your... Yeah. You, you, you see that's and it is a business to them. Why would you put yeah. your business in jeopardy? It's like them having the NFL though, isn't it? You, there's no, you know, you've got the same few teams winning it all the time. There's no competition, no relegation. The trade, the trade players, <laughs> yeah. yeah I is it going to be like trying to move on to the NFL model? The, the biggest not. travesty in all of this, I think. I don't think it's the money because I can't. I can't. See how FIFA and UEFA have come out and, and started accusing this new body or whatever it'll be of being greedy because you know they're just as greedy. I, I just think it's a really it's a really bad shame that it cuts out the competitive element of football. Yeah, the, you see that's the reward I mean, system of getting to the Champions League on merit. I find that the disgusting bit. If, yeah. if that's, that's still got... going to be there, though, a little bit. I mean, from from what I've looked from what I've looked at, the format is, as I said, there's the twelve founding members that are being announced at the moment. There's three more to be announced. They expect anyway. I'm I'm wondering personally if one of them's PSG, but I'll come on to that sort of theory in a minute. Mm. Um, there's going to be so there's going to be two groups of ten. So the format's basically teams will be placed in two groups of ten. They'll play each other home and away, followed by a knockout stage. Um, games played midweek. It's going to be from August till May. The, the As I said, it's the 12 founding clubs with three more that are anticipated. The 15 founding clubs will govern the league, and there's going to be five uh, teams will, which will have to qualify. So there is going to be a bit of merit there, but the majority of it, you know, the thing that makes Leicester be able to win the league and, and all that sort of stuff and grassroots football. I mean, you know, you look at some teams that are in the Premier League at the moment, you think, well, they weren't, you know, you weren't even thinking about them a few years ago. That's going to be gone. But there is still going to be a slight element, but it's going to be spread out across Europe. So how many English teams can get into it? How many, you know, Spanish, how many Italian, whatever other country, you know, then takes part. So... Yeah, when you look at it, that all they're doing is getting the rights to these games that the, the rest mm. of the rights off UEFA from FIFA for these games because they'll they'll take it around the world, they'll take it to America and they'll take it to Asia and you know India or whatever, and they'll they'll sell the rights. It'll all be pay per view, so that alone will just generate billions. And well, that, I, I mean, saw some earlier, and there was on about getting different bro- on looking at broadcasters to to get the rights to it. And I think it was like Amazon, uh, Facebook, even Disney Plus was on there. And it said that it had caught, it would create something like four, four billion a year revenue. 
I think they're, they're not bothered about the fans that live close to the stadiums or the fans no. that have, a, 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 you know, a family connection or anything like that with the club. They're bothered about all these people that are sat, you know, halfway around the world that have got a bit of cash in their pocket and they want to they want to try and mine those pockets, you know, and, and get that money out of them and into their pocket. And, and that's all it's about. I think they're still bothered to a degree. I just think that they're splitting it. They're clearly splitting it between homegrown football and football overseas. And, and, and that's why we'll probably end up having two kind of different squads. That the homegrown one probably being lots of homegrown players and maybe a couple of decent players. It might be like an A and a B team where they swap players between. Yeah. I, I, who knows? I, I had yeah. this conversation yeah. earlier with Kerst. We're going to need teams who are playing this competition. And if, if the teams aren't getting kicked out of domestic cups and leagues, mm. they're going to need like three teams. Because, you know, look how many games we've played this season already. That's without a European Super League. And we can't cope. Yeah, the the players are a commodity as well, aren't they? And they're going to, and I think this is what this this rumor this person had had said. It says, like, they want less games, not more. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think we can say goodbye to, like, the League Cup and, yeah. Potentially the thing is, like the FA Cup as well, and which is the thing is, does it does it even if if we're going ahead with a Super League, does it even matter anymore? Does yeah, it well, I, I, what what value does it hold? It, I think it matters to to legacy fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well said. That, that's what it matters to. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to be joined by Sam, and now he's joining us. So he'll be joining us in a sec. There he is. There he is. Hi, Sam. Good evening. Good evening, Sam. Bloody traffic. (laughs) (laughs) That's least he worries today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gone from good, bad to good and bad yours. Yeah. Yeah. So we've started started with the bad news, I guess, which is the the Super League stuff. Um, We've just been discussing, obviously, what that means for Tottenham and going forward and, and some of the reasons why they've probably done this but what was your initial thoughts to it Simon when you heard well I'm not a big fan of it like everybody else has been saying today but it's down to the chairman isn't it all the chairmen who have agreed to do it have um, done it yeah everybody's back and not asked any fans what they think and so it's trying to go ahead but I can't see it to be honest do you think it's being used as a leverage to, to get more power and, and money from you? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's money, isn't it? Everything's down to money. And that's all it's down to. I even give a yeah. cross about football supporters, players. Well, you think our, I think our stadium's a prime example for that, the way we've built it. Because it's more... You think he's got he's got his rolling turf, and he so he can bring out his NFL stadium. He's using it as an events arena. It's creating revenue without needing football. Yeah. Yeah. That was the whole idea behind the stadium is that it would pay for itself with events and NFL teams and, and, you know, having rugby matches on and concerts and boxing and whatever else is going to take place there. That was all meant to finance the stadium. And then the football was left untouched. So the the football revenue from the match days would go straight into Tottenham Hotspur PLC. Um, uh, the team rather than 
Tottenham Hotspur Limited, which is the stadium. I don't know if they're actually called that, but that's what I'm. Yeah. I think yeah. they're around about that sort of same same sort of name. But so the, all the debt is financed by the stadium. Obviously, we haven't had that because of the um, the pandemic. We've had to cancel all the uh, all the events that we had. But I, mean, I think I think coming out of this, the the biggest thing. There's two big things that I take away from this. As much as Daniel Levy's a businessman and he puts business first, he is a Spurs fan. So I think he'll he'll have done anything he does. I think he does with the best intentions of the club at heart. I don't think... I think he does look at it from a business point of view, but I think the club is his main concern. The other bit is... At least they've come out and they said they're being greedy, basically. They've said it's all about the money. I mean, you know, I saw somebody post earlier about oh, basically saying along the lines of, are we all going to whinge about this new league because they're coming out and saying it's all about the money when FIFA and UEFA have been so corrupt for so mm. long yeah. and had all the money for so long. So yeah. That's um, why I have problems with as well. Point. Exactly the same thing. I, yeah. I don't know how they can come out and... and criticise it and say it's all about greed and the Premier League as well when you know you, they've been like that for years and years and years and the, the corruption yeah. and, and you know Sepp Blatter and Platini and all these guys who were yeah for years isn't it yeah it, it's it, if you think about it it's a reform it's a reform of European football and we've put ourselves at the top of the tree to not get left behind I think and I, 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 I really think that within a few years, if it happens, people, fans will just get used to it. And I don't well, think... Well, you sound like Cronky. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I think they will because they did it with the Premier League. They did it when they did the Champions League again and they, they kind of sacrificed the UEFA Cup. The Premier League was slightly different, though. It, it was all based on merit, wasn't it? You know, it's, it's never been about... Everybody's everybody can get relegated from the Premier League. Everybody can get yeah. promoted to the Premier League. It was, you know, you, you, the whole beauty of the, that sort of pyramid format is that you could start off as a local team in the absolute lowest tier of football, and as long as you're playing, as long as you've got a bit of investment and you and you're playing good football, you can make it all the way to the top of the table. You know what I mean? So, what are the Rover stuff into it? No, yeah, exactly. but, but it's also not a new thing, is it? Do you remember when Manchester United forfeited being in the FA Cup for the World Club World Cup thing yeah. because they were, they were getting paid so much money for it? You know, Liverpool kind of did it as well a couple of seasons ago where they, I think they played Villa in a cup, cup game and they just put out the under 18 side that or whatever last, it was. last year, wasn't it? I, was it last I was, year? Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, was, I was chatting to Wayne earlier on and uh, he said this is like with the when Sky and the Premier League came in its infancy they've created this monster this media monster um that the, it's all about you know it is all about the money with the clubs and the top six successful teams have got bigger and bigger and bigger and they've got to a point where they've outgrown everybody else and the monster's turned and now you know it's it's running on with it so it's it's a monster of but they around for me they haven't approached the, the real problem with football and that is the fact that players get paid too much money yeah you, you get you're getting players getting paid and some 
I mean, just look at the whole fiasco with the furlough thing with, where Spurs had to furlough staff, yet none of the players took a pay cut, I don't think. Or if they did, it was a 10% pay cut or whatever it was. We still laid off people who, who had families and mortgages to pay. And, you know, the players, you know, you've got a player like Deli Alley or someone like that, and I'd, it's unfair to single him out, just him, but they're getting paid over 100 grand just for for not even playing football as well. You know, they're, they're, one player could have. I mean, problem. like Gareth Bell again. I'll, I'll use him. The way he's supposed to be paying is about two hundred grand of his wages or whatever. He mm. he could have quite easily forfeited a week, and that had appeared for well ten families for a year. You know, yeah. so refused, didn't he? I mean, he was yeah. leading voice in the Arsenal changing room to say, "No, we're not going to take pay cuts." Uh, I but, just find it unbelievable that. They paid so much money still in it in a you know in a global you know people are clubs are going under and we're 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 doing all we can to get money elsewhere and we're it's almost like we're bleeding the tit dry of football you know this is the next step along this yeah, this yeah. super league thing it, until think, they start playing the paying the players less money then and, and the agents as well I mean it's Christmas yeah, the, for them the figures the figures came out, didn't they? Uh, a couple of weeks back, before one of the other podcasts about what the, what the clubs have been paying agents, and I think we were something like uh, sixteen million in the last transfer window that we paid out in agents fees. So, uh, it's a lot of money in there. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, you just got to look at uh, that Haaland from Dortmund. I mean, how much money are, are they prospectively going to be spending on him? Yeah, you know, and that's one one person, and they're paying. 160, 170 million. How yeah. much of that is agents' fees? You know well, what I mean? Did you, did you see the proposal it? that Raiola give Barca? No. So it was like, um, I think it was 20 million to Raiola, 20 million to Harlan's dad, uh, 52 million a year in wages, and Messi's got to stay at Barca for the next two or three years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If, if the one assigned him. Tell you what, Messi's done all right out that deal, then, hasn't he? Hasn't he? Not even his agent. Yeah. yeah it was something ridiculous like that. I Plus think then whatever Bayern want for Ireland. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's slightly move on a, a little bit then. So there's just to, to cap off on that, there's apparently there's three more clubs. Uh, who do we think them clubs are? Because... My my personal feelings is I think um, and this is just a theory that I've thought about throughout the day. So out the three three more clubs that I think I think one of them might be PSG, and the reason why I think that they've not announced it as being them is um, possibly something to do with the World Cup, because obviously they're Qatari owned. Mm. So I think a lot of that might come down to that. How true it is, you know? As I say, it's just. Just a personal opinion. I've just, I, I just think to add to that, Pete. Just to add to that, Pete. I heard yeah. on Talksport today a guy talking about it because I've had Talksport on all day while I've been working, so I've heard a lot of this <laughs> crap today. Apparently, um, the guy, the, the people who own PSG, also own uh, large stakes in the Champions League TV. Um, oh, is it distribution? Right. Or what? Oh, yeah. The, right. They, they go. Basically, they own a big part of the Champions League distribution rights. I think that's right. why they have not announced it. And uh, sorry, I don't want to jump in, but but I think no, it's, no, no. it's the same with Bayern Munich as well. They've not announced because I think 
Rummenigge is part of FIFA. He's quite yeah. part of FIFA, I think. So I don't think the German teams will come on board, just purely because they won't be able to convince the fans. At yeah. the moment, at the moment, yeah. If if this league goes ahead, I think it's going to be very hard for your bigger clubs in Europe. So your Bayern Munich, your Dortmunds, your PSGs, you know, Rangers and Celtic, for instance, from Scotland. Um, you know, some some of your some of your other teams that are out there as well, uh, to not come on board with it, to not want to be a part of it because they might see it from the outside as growing. And then go well. We want to be one of them five that get. You know, if it if it happens, if it starts getting a bit more prestige. Um, Who would you think the other two are then? Play the so Portuguese teams will, will be. Well, well Porto Africa. said no. Porto yeah. Scotland said no. Um, so I'd, I'd gone with uh, Bayern. This is you know I had, mm. I've had a rumor today that they're looking at ways to try and get in again. Obviously with a fan ownership but um but again you have a european super league you haven't got Bayern munich in it and it's yeah, you've got yeah. them. <laughs> you know what i mean well, tottenham and arsenal yeah <laughs> <laughs> mid-table clubs yeah but, i mean look and ajax haven't said anything well, i haven't seen anything coming out of ajax no. yet no i was just about again, to say another, that. another another giant team into a giant team of european yeah. football so and they're, they're, they're hoping to get 20 teams in this league then is that right 10 yeah so 15 yeah. permanent 15 permanent. So there's 12 that have been announced at the moment. They're hoping to get 15 odd. There is supposedly 15 that are going to be permanent fixtures within the league. And then five places will be up for grabs. They haven't, from, from all the stuff that I've read, um, I haven't been able to find what the conditions would be. Um, but how obviously. How would you even qualify as well? I mean. Exactly. Do you know, is it, does it go on domestic league merit? Is it if you win your domestic cup, if you win your domestic league, you then qualify for it? How much, can, how much you can afford to pay to get in? Yeah, yeah how much you can <laughs> afford it. to pay to get in? All, all I can see at the minute, I can just see Jerry Springer in a sequin jacket with a big Tom Bowler. So, mate, what's the game's going to be this week? And just <laughs> it up. Yeah. it's, uh, it's going to be a spectacular. <laughs> right, uh, so uh, we're going to move on now to the other pressing news. Uh, how old is, is Joe Hart? Yeah, Joe Hart's birthday. <laughs> how old is he? He's about 68, 84. I think, now. 34, I think he is. I think he's is today, hasn't he? <laughs> so, yeah. what, what do we all think of uh, Mourinho then? Because obviously, it feels like it's been a long time coming. Um, the, the, you know, the, the way we're playing at the moment is is absolutely shocking. Mm. I think we can all agree yeah. that since he's, he's taken over, it's been a disaster of football. Um, I think it was a matter of time. I think we're all surprised at the timing, but. Uh, what, what do we all think about yeah. the Mourinho situation then, Ben? That's that's the thing that got me was the timing. Two games in the week, second game of the week is a cup final. For me, that you know, I'd have thought, well, maybe at least give him the final, and then whatever happens, I, I you know, have thank you, goodbye. Yeah, yeah, but I well, mean, it's it's you know, sacking him is warranted. I'm not gonna you know tiptoe around the fact that we're 18th in the table on, on form. Mm. We're 18th. <laughs> we've won one, I think we've won one game in two months. You know, it, we can't it was escape coming, the it? fact, yeah, yeah, it's we can't escape as well, the fact it? it's coming. It, it's, but, uh, it's been the most depressing couple of seasons I've ever known, sporting top. Yeah. It, from it's what I remember, awful. from what I remember, actually, I tell a lie, I mean, 98 was bad and there was 
with some Nancy seasons, which were really bad. But just the every week, it just seems to. Well, the actually, is, I've kind of gone past it now. It's kind of like <laughs> that's it. This, like, like I was just going to say, the thing is, we've had very low lows, but we've had some moments where you think, "Fucking hell, where's that come from?" Mm. Like you look at the Bournemouth nil-nil, not a shot on target, and 102 minutes of football, something daft. But then we'll go to United and get a six-one win. When was the last yeah. time that happened? You know, well, I was sort of trying to explain this to uh, to Philippa earlier. Because she said to me, I, I said to her, I'm glad Mourinho's gone, you know. And she was like, oh, at the beginning of the season, you was all like, oh, you know, you was loving him and everything. I said, yeah, but at the beginning of the season, it looked like we was progressing, we was moving forwards. Yeah, we weren't exactly. winning every game, but we was playing, well, we wasn't playing Mourinho's style. We was playing good attacking football. We was, you know, we was scoring plenty of goals. And then, yeah. Uh, something happened. I, I, I think I, I don't know where it changed, but something's happened. Something's gone off behind the scenes, and then you know it was about time we needed to go. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't working. It lost. How much does does this is has this been spoken about behind the scenes? Do all the managers know? As maybe this played into it, and he's not been happy with it, so he's been a bit disconnected. He's been trying to make us look crap, you know. Done a good job. <laughs> He's done a fantastic yeah. job of it. He's done a very fantastic job of it. Uh, I know every week, sorry, not every week, every podcast we've had recently, we've been just smashing the players. The same players, week in, week out, game after game. We know who they are. There's no point going through them again. No. The thing is, I don't, I don't feels- think... I don't think him freezing players out has helped in any sort of way. You know, we've got Bergvine, Delhi, you know, Toby to some extent. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't what, think that's what got on with Toby there, you know. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, sorry to interrupt there, Matt. No, no, absolutely. Uh, well, what I was going to say is uh, uh, has it come at a. I kind of feel really torn about this because, on one hand, I think Mourinho is. I think he's a good, he's a great manager. His history tells us that. I, f- I feel slightly he's been treated unfair in the fact that he's not had his chance to shape that squad. Yeah. Because I think if if he's banished players out of the team, and I think when Pochettino did it, when he took over, it's we, we look at that differently. We look at that as him sorting that squad out and players that we all loved at the time, Lennon, Kabul. Adebayo. Maybe right, I'll, I'll just jump in there quickly. Maybe didn't love Adebayo, but... <laughs> <laughs> I loved him for that night, well, full pitch run he did in front of the Arsenal fans. Um, <laughs> and even though he's a Man City player then. Um, no, what I was going to say is, I mean, the, the, the key difference between when Pochettino came in and restructured the squad and, 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 you know, froze players out and stuff like that, the key difference is the players he froze out, Levy sold. You know, we've gone through yeah. two transfer windows where Mourinho probably wanted Deli Ali to leave, and then maybe a number of other a number of other players, and they haven't gone. Mm. Which, know, which we, I, I kind of think is a bit unfair on Mourinho, if I'm honest. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it, from Mourinho's point of view, he's had this disturbance in the dressing room mm. of all these players talking to each other, people that are disgruntled. I mean, it just. 
Deli Ali and Eric Dyer don't even talk anymore, and they were the best mates. You know, best best mates. Everything were doing. They were doing everything together. Well, just that but shot the, of him feeding him Haribo and Haribo's in that documentary. It just said, it, it, "Yeah, right." There was, yeah. yeah. Like proper bromance, wasn't it? It was yeah. everything. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, look at Danny Rose. He he loved the club. He probably still does, but I don't look how it, look how it went down. <laughs> like, oh, that's it. I won't blame. Would you blame him? But but yeah. at the same token, at the same token, if you could look at all these players that he's banished, there was probably good reasons for doing it. One mm-hmm. form, some of the form of these players has been absolutely dreadful. So he's got every right to drop these players and not play them. If you, if not doing it in training again, you've got every right to not play these players and to look, pick pick the socks up, you know, pull the socks up and get mm-hmm. on with it. Yeah. My so, only issue with that is if if he ain't playing them on form, they're never going to find form. Well, this is the other thing as well. He had some weird decisions. The Bale thing for me, he was just coming into form. Mad. And then he has a dodgy game against Arsenal and then he's out. The Everybody team. had a dodgy game that game as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the one he did the other night? Was it, um, he brought Sissoko on at half time? And I can't, it wasn't Friday. Um, it was the Everton game. game. No, yeah. no, it wasn't the Everton game. Uh, it was the game before. Manchester United. United. It Man- yeah, it says we're 1-1 or something. And yeah, and he says yeah, they brought the sack on at half-time and they took... Uh, yeah, I just... We're so off. Yeah, just unreal. Just something I mean, how has Sissoko managed to get 200 games for our club? <laughs> <laughs> we're speaking of greed and people robbing a living. He's a terrible footballer, isn't he? Absolutely he, he just points, points at runners and expects other people to go while standing still. Yeah, I, I mean, it was something that I mentioned about that Everton game. The fact that him and Aurea are just walking around and... You know, this is the other thing about Mourinho. It's such a weird thing that's happened because I don't think we're anywhere near fit enough as a team. No. I think you can clearly see that against teams who press us. We don't press back. Mm. We, 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 we melt after about 60 minutes. Um, Nobody goes in for tackles. What happened to this Mourinho masterclass of being difficult to beat and like dogged and I just I didn't see they that. All the players, players. And all the players, getting yeah. dogged all right. <laughs> <laughs> but all the players that were stacked for Mourinho, one by one, have started to fall away, and there's only really Kane now who's kind of doing the yeah. business. Yep. You see, I, and then and then they want us to play Super League on top of everything else. You see, I, I was I was never a Mourinho fan, and you know I, I I had this vision, and I said when Poch was in there and was in pub and we were talking away, and he said you know set Poch and get Mourinho, and I said he's going to take us backwards. Um, mm. It's you know I was adamant with that, but they appointed him. It was Tottenham's manager, and you get behind the team. Um, we've we've played we've still played a hell of a lot of games this season, and now we just knackered or you know. It's, I, I, I just don't know, but as though it's been boring. I was saying to Simon the other week, we was chatting, weren't we? And we said, um, you know, I, I couldn't even bother to watch the game the other night, uh, last Friday, yeah. the Everton game. I had it on in the background just purely for research for the next podcast. Um, <laughs> do, do, do you know why, though, as well, Andy? It's because we all know what's going to happen in every single game. Yeah. Which is, and I a think pattern. It's, it's run out of ideas. That's the thing. Yeah. And I actually yeah, feel. I feel a little bit excited now about. Um, so I want to see what team's been put out on Wednesday night. Oh, Southampton. Beat me to it. Do you feel yeah. like the shackles will be off now? The the lights yeah. are being. Yeah, because 
I've just about to say, we've seen it before, haven't we? I think they've done the right thing sacking him before the cup final. Because how many times have you seen it when a manager gets sacked? The results improve. You yeah. get a new manager rebound. Yeah, and they'll yeah. do it with a game before the cup final. So everybody's got to prove a point. Like we just said, but the players are just going to be clean straight. Let's go. See, I, I, I said to... I said to Adam and Joe, like over the past few games, it's as, it's as if a lot of the, this team, I think you could probably pick the starting eleven against Everton beforehand. So, you know, you could go through them all and pick virtually every player. And I think they knew that if they were fit, they were going to start the final. So they wouldn't go in for that extra little hard tackle or doing this or whatever it may be um, to prove the fitness and get and what. Yeah. You know, turn up for the final, but yeah. I think now I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the team news at five o'clock on on Wednesday, and seeing whoever is in charge, what team they put out. And do you imagine if Sissoko, Aurier, Dyer, <laughs> Winks? Do you imagine? Do you imagine that it's going to be like a bad yeah, dream. Yeah, but I mean the thing is, when you say Winks, there are three three of them. Yeah, it says you know Sissoko, Aurier. Oria, um, it's him or Doherty or Tanganga. Well, yeah, I've Doherty's, played. Doherty's um, injured. He's still at the injured. Uh, so it's Oria or Tanganga. Um, Sissoko, yeah, I'll go down and pack his bag and drive him to the bus station now. It's, uh, but he'll have the game on his on, on Wednesday. Well, I, I think the same with Winks. I've just got a funny feeling there's a performance in Winks and. He's due one. I mean, yeah. it was been about four years do, ago. Do we like... get will Delhi Bell start? Um, you know, again, I, I know they said like Ryan Mason took first team training today, um, but they haven't said whether he's in. You know, I've had some reports saying he's interim manager till June, and some that he's just took training. So I've absolutely no idea. I've, I've heard that it's Mason and Chris Powell till June. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. heard Ledley, that. Led, and Ledley as well, into because yeah, um, yeah. Ledley's still there. Ledley was the one, one of the, well, the only one of the coaching staff that's not been sacked. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I've, from what I've from what I've seen, it was it was the club have said Ryan Mason's taking training on Monday today. Um, more announcements will happen now. Does that mean that we're going to get another manager coming in, or as I've seen what like what Ben's just said that Ryan Mason's going to take charge until the end of the season? I've seen uh, reports that Ryan Mason's going to take charge of the next two games. Um, he's going to be in charge for the League Cup final, definitely, and stuff like that. So I think it's all up in the air. I think, um, I don't know if, with all these announcements happening, is there a manager that's going to want to come to us? You know, mm. I mean, we, we all we all know who we want. But whether we get him or not, maybe a completely different thing now, you know what I mean? Um <sighs> Yeah, that's it's it's just too difficult to call. But if Brian Mason is in is in charge, um, for the next I thought you two said Brian May then. Brian, <laughs> yeah, Brian May <laughs> if Brian if Brian Mason's in charge, I mean, obviously he's been a big part of the youth setup. Will he yeah. maybe put some youth players in there? You know, people that are going to fight for the team who have come up through the ranks at Spurs. You know, are they going to start? Are they going to start then? So, um, somebody did that a few years ago, didn't they? Sherwood. Yeah, Sherwood. And didn't he play with this kid? I don't know what ever happened to him. Uh, Kane. 
Harry Kane, was it? <laughs> who's, who's, who's that, sorry? Who? Harold Kane. <laughs> oh, that, it was that one season wonder, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. One season wonder, yeah. So, Not seen him since. Yeah. What we've got is get into a situation where the chairman picks the team for Sunday. Because you, you wear it, don't you? You get your managers in, then the, the chairman has input on the team. I, I, I don't think that from Levy for a minute. No. Um, I think he knows he's not very good at football. Yeah. I, th- I think he's, he's going to be too busy counting his 305 billion euros. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just I just want to go through the uh, next Tottenham manager odds then. I, I know there's the regulars that keep coming up, but Julian Nagelsmann's 7-2. to two. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers is 5-1. to one. Got Ledley King at 9-1. to one. Uh, Allegri at 10-1. to one. And Steven Gerrard, Parker, Benitez... Nuno, Spirito Santo, Southgate, oof. Uh, Sari, Diego Simeone is at 20 to 1. And then we've got people like Graham Potter, Roberto Martinez. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, there's some real far one, out ones. Like, I know, yeah. I know we, we were reportedly in touch with um, Sari, uh, but I, I have seen somebody come, I have seen a, quoted as a source close to the club come out and say, there is no intention whatsoever for Sari to come into this club, yeah. so I don't think that one's going to be. A, 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 I think is it. I think Levy's maybe, maybe acted now because because Nagelsmann and because mm. of what Hans Flick's done at Bayern Munich, he's he's. I mean, their their director's furious with him. Yeah, you know, because he's come out and said that he's leaving at the end of the season. So I well, think. There's, I, I, I do know for a fact that Nagelsmann certainly got the female vote. Yeah, Anna's just chairing the So he's yeah, so he's definitely got the female vote. But he's going to he'd cost a what? He'd cost a lot as well, though, wouldn't he? Hey, we could afford it, like, now, though. We could afford <laughs> yeah, it. It's not it's <laughs> I've just seen on the list we've got. I mean, I think the best choice is the hundred to one, Alan Pardew because he's, he won't cost anything. That's probably we're going to get it. We're gonna get. I'd, ra- I'd rather have the 121 <laughs> Alan Partridge. <laughs> but saying that, I mean, mention Spurs legend Klinsman. Klinsman, Klinsman yeah. On there, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's funny. Klinsman thing. Because um, I think I've, it was either on Lily White's or when I was somebody put a poll up and I said one name that just doesn't get mentioned and I don't. I, there's just something about him and that's Daniel Farker from Norwich. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's just got He's you know he's, he's just got uh, them promoted at the first attempt, and obviously Skip's been their one of their player of the season. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, just think as an outside bet, it's uh, yeah. But no, I mean it'd be no. Put his name in the frame. What about Grant McCann at Old City? <laughs> <laughs> what he's done? Yeah, yeah, what about him? The story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So what happens if we don't get Nagelsmann then or Nagelsmann or whatever? Do, do you think we're going for Rogers? Because I think he's going to leave his. It's looking that way, isn't it? It's looking that way, like they're going for Rogers. Um, just just based on what the odds are, they're on pretty even odds of Nagelsmann and uh, Rogers out there at the yeah. moment. So, um, but you, think... you know, you never know. You know, it, if Ryan Mason does come in until the end of the season with that sort of back group. You know, backroom staff and everything. Does he maybe give him a shout and go, "Well, you've done great for the rest of this season. You've won us a trophy. Well, you've managed to get us most successful manager in thirteen years. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> most successful manager in thirteen years. You've managed to get us into the Champions League, even though we're not going to be in the Champions League next season. Um, do you, here's the job. Do you want it? 
he's a cheap option. Mm. I can't see that happening either. Though. I can't see that. He's not, he's not the big He's not even been a manager. I mean, it's it's bonkers that we've got we've got on one hand we've got ambitions of being an elite club, and then the next would be appointing a bloody. Yeah, that's my issue with half the managers we've been linked with. Yeah, it's the ambition, it, isn't it? There's nobody yeah. available at the moment. But, but then again, we've tr- we've tried the we've we've had the best up and coming young manager. We've sacked him. We had Mourinho's won all the trophies that you could ever. We've sacked him. Until we start paying money for players like the rest of the teams do, the proper elite teams, we aren't going anywhere. We aren't winning. And, and, and this is yeah. it. And I don't think it matters if it's Nagelsmann or Rodgers or Sarri or Alan Pardridge. It's whoever. With without the backing, then it's just we're, we're just going to be just here. One... It's going to be here in eighteen months again, just doing exactly the same. Saying who's next. I think at least with Rodgers and Nagelsmann, though, they've got this style of pressing game plan, yeah. which is very similar to Pochettino. And and, and they seem yeah. like very good man-managers as well. I mean, yeah. Brendan Rodgers seems like a really good man-manager. And, he, and he's been there with, you know, when he was at Liverpool. He's He's been to the... Obviously never won the league with Liverpool, but he's been close. You know, he's yeah. been to that point. So... The only thing West managers have been the the arm on the player guy. They've been the red nap and the Pochettino. They're they're the proper good man managers that I think. Yeah. To do better. The the only issue I have with Rodgers is, would he leave Leicester for us? Nah, I don't think he would. I wouldn't at the moment. Yeah, I think he would. If the money was right, I think he would. He would. I think. I think we're. A lot of people say that, but. We've got a better squad than Leicester. I just don't think we're mm. as fit or as motivated. That's all it comes down to, isn't it? And, and yeah, I mean, players are they're still human at the end of the day, aren't they? If they if they're not getting their their fitness, you know, if they're not getting pushed hard in training, they're going to let things slip. If they're not, you know, if they're not getting picked, they're going to be unhappy. If they're not, you know, if they're not playing the best of the game, but they're not getting called out for it or not getting dropped for it, they're just going to let it slip further and further and further. You know, if if a, if a t- it doesn't matter what business you're in, if a team's not managed correctly, it never works properly, does it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Apparently, there's lots of well, not lots of reports, but I, I heard reports that there was um, there's surprise in the training, Tottenham training. I think it even came out a few weeks ago. It came out for a leak that they don't do much fitness training in training. It's all mental kind of how to deal with situations in games. And I mean, if you look at how fit we was under Pochettino, and I know that kind of went off a bit of an end of a cliff when players stopped playing for him. We was, we was just such a high-pressing, mm. fast, fast team. And, and look at the... We're the total opposite now. Yeah. The thing is, it's all right being able to do it in your head, but you've got to have it in your legs as well, aren't you? You can't play a game in your head for 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, it looks like they haven't been playing any games in the Reds either because the amount of no. play, in in the last I can't remember how many points it is we've dropped, um, but I think we've dropped something like twenty points. Oh no, I've got some stats here actually. Eleven of the twenty points dropped from winning positions this season have come from goals conceded in the final ten minutes of matches. Eleven points in the final 10 minutes of matches. I mean, that's the that's the sort of place where you need to be shutting up shop. And obviously the mental training, mental training, the, the tr- uh, mentality training that they've been going through obviously isn't working. That whole system looks flawed to me. I, I, th- I don't think it's the players as well, though. The players aren't good enough and I think oh, they're not fit enough. Yeah, 100%. And I think you can so, see that. 
the manager's just one piece of the puzzle that needs changing out. Yeah. You know, we've said it time and time before, haven't we? It's the first piece of the puzzle that's got to change though. Yeah. I think. Yeah. For us anyway, you know, for most teams you'd look at you'd look at the players going. I was I was saying to Philippa, she said, Well, everybody loved Fergie when he was at United. And, you know, they gave him time and everything. I was explaining, you know, Fergie was a master at sort of seeing when a player was coming just past his peak and getting red, and yeah. the board would back him and sell that player, well, no matter how good they are. You know, Beckham, cool. Ronaldo, I mean, Ronaldo was sold before his prime, really, but, you know, Beckham when Cantona when um, Roy Keane when Yeah, yep, Stan. You know, I think the thing yeah. with Mourinho, for me, I think he's... I think he's overcomplicated a lot of things mm. and very similar to when Ramos was in charge that the players were playing with fear and I think once Redknapp came in I think there was anecdotally there was you know when Redknapp went into Spurs he was talking to Clive Allen and he was saying why are these you know I've got Modric I've got Bentley why are all these players playing so bad and Clive Allen was just saying well it's just they're playing with fear because they know if they have a bad game they're dropped and they won't get back in the team so that, yeah. to me, sounds just like Mourinho. And I think things Plus, get tangled up in, like, why is Toby not playing? Why is Bale not playing? And all these things. Plus, he calls them out public, diddly, doesn't he? Yeah. He's called his goal players out publicly as Mourinho. But I don't and... mind that. I don't <sighs> mind. I ain't got a problem with that. Because... The thing is, some players it works for and some players it doesn't. And it, it, he can't just do it to every player. He's got to, you know... Some, it, it, some players... yeah. It comes Mike, down to that man management again, though, doesn't it? That, yeah, yeah. But then you know, it, you've got a bit it, of a sensitive flower. You don't pull, you don't publicly go, oh yeah, they're not. You know, Deli. I only bring Deli Ali up because he's probably the most, pro, uh, you know, high-profile one um, that Mourinho singled out. But I mean, if <laughs> you don't come out and say if he's a bit delicate with everything, you don't come out and say, oh yeah, to, to the nation or to the world, he's lazy in training. You do that behind closed doors, but if somebody like Harry Kane, he's highly motivated by a lot of things like that. I think Harry Kane would be somebody that would, you know, go well. Well, in fact, he is. Mm-hmm. He likes to prove people wrong. wrong. He likes yeah. to he likes to go out there and make a point of things, you know. But then the other <laughs> argument against that, Pete, is look at all the success he has had. He's never changed. Yeah, he's always called players out. He called Hazard out when he was at Chelsea and stuff, and he still won the league and. It's like if he's got that. If that's if is he being employed by Tottenham to give us a winning mentality, then I think he's well within his rights to call out players. I ain't got a problem with that. I've yeah. just got I've got a problem with freezing out players for no specific reason. Or I don't know. I just think for me that there's too much drama around what he does. There's too much media scrutiny on him. Yeah, and I think they yeah. they invent a lot of this shit. I would love to see if Delhi does anything in the future, like what Pogba's just done this week about Mourinho. You know, called him out. You know, Pogba <laughs> said it. So he's, you know, he's a terrible man manager, blah, 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 and everything else. Um, is Delhi Ali sat um, with his Harry Bird playing Fortnite, nodding in agreement? Um, you know, says, or, and this is why I'm intrigued to see what the team is on Wednesday and if he starts and what sort of performance he performance he puts in and if he comes in and he wins man of the match and scores 18 goals then you you know you sit there and thinking hang on a minute it's a massive up yours to to Mourinho but yeah. with Mourinho a bit like Redknapp in it it says the, the media circus followed them 
Mm. You know, yeah. for all that, you're going to get gold if uh, Ari Wednack round his window down coming up the training ground. Um, <laughs> and it's the same with Mourinho. It's going to get go- it's You're going to get a story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, got, I've got some uh, stats on Mourinho's reign at Spurs. If you want to hear a few. Go on then. Indulge us. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> some of them are pretty good. Nah. So... Uh, he was in charge for 17 months. Um, he won just 51% of his games in charge at, uh, whilst he was with us. Um, he, he's, uh, it's his lowest win ratio with a single club during his managerial career. Uh, we've, Spurs have lost 13 games in all competitions this season, which is the highest number of defeats Jose Mourinho has suffered in a single campaign as manager. Mourinho's time at Tottenham. Now, this is quite an interesting one, actually. Um, only Man City uh, with 130, Liverpool with 117, Manchester United with 116 picked up more Premier League points than Spurs, where he got 95. Uh, during the 15-16, uh, only during the 15-16 season with Chelsea, where he had um, with a 0.9 rate, and 2018-19 with Man United with 1.5. As Mourinho's side averaged fewer points per game in the league season than Spurs, which was 1.6. So we're only just above where his Man United team were. Um, Brighton, uh, only Brighton with 31 and Southampton with 30 have dropped more points from winning positions um, in the Premier League during the period Mourinho was in charge of Tottenham. We've dropped 27 points from leading positions. Uh, 11 of the 20 points dropped from winning positions this season have come from goals conceded in the final 10 minutes, which I mentioned earlier. He leaves us with a record of 27 wins, 14 draws and 17 defeats from 58 Premier League games. And this is is a really funny one. Of all managers to take charge of 10 or more matches for Tottenham in the Premier League, only Tim Sherwood with 1.91, Maurizio Pochettino mm. with 1.89, and Andre Villas-Boas with 1.83, and Harry Redknapp with 1.74 have averaged more points per game than Mourinho at 1.61. I'm just astounded that Tim Sherwood managed a higher rate. <laughs> we was we weren't even in teams when he was when he was manager. We weren't even in games. Sorry, we was just getting battered. Yeah, I remember. I mean, th- there is an argument to have that if Mourinho would have had a different back four, just let's put it out there, then points that we've dropped, I think would have been halved. So I think we've I think we've dropped mm. what we dropped 18 points or something. Um I mean not, point, not, in 20, last, not 20 in the points last from minutes. winning positions. 20 points from winning positions. If we half that would be 10 points in front we'd be in the top four. So yeah. I definitely think if you had a better back four, even even better two centre backs. We, the story might have been different. Yeah. Just for me, what's been real disappointing is I've not seen many of these Mourinho masterclasses. No. That, that defined it. his yeah. career. And, and that's the disappointment for me. It seems to be getting worse. Forgetting one thing, though. You know, at the beginning of the season, we, we were playing well. You know, we, we did grind out results that we didn't get last season or the season before that. To be honest, they want they want. Convincing wins though. That Southampton five two. We was poor think, for a half. I think those wins was more Kane and Son rather than on, yeah. Mourinho masterclass. Absolutely. Ever since that oh. Arsenal win, that two 0 which was crap that day as well. Mm. If you remember rightly that North London derby, that two 0 victory, we was absolute crap. 
yeah. ever since then, we've I think we're as you say, Ben. I think we're eighteenth in the form table. That's just not good enough, is it? No, that that is relegation form yeah. for any team. I tell you what game I put it down to. What seemed to change was when we uh, drew with West Ham. I was just <laughs> going to say that when Lanzini dunked Winks, top yeah. things, nah, that ruined us. <laughs> I'm still, <laughs> see- I'm still seething about that game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you look at it. There's that game which was horrendous. There's the North London derby which we lost was horrendous. Every time we played Chelsea, it's been horrendous. The Dynamo Zagreb game was absolutely yeah. horrendous. There's there was just no fight really, that second game. There's been yeah. some really low. And, and, and I don't think Mourinho can complain about getting sacked because I don't think he's been... No. Good. no. He can't it, complain about it at all. It, it would happen at Spurs, though, wouldn't it? That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. His barren <laughs> spell of not winning a trophy would have to happen at Spurs. Do we I think... Do we think you, I mean, like we were just saying, no, the, the sacking is fully warranted, but the timing's a bit weird. Do we think, because Levy knows how much heat he's getting from the Super League decision... He's trying to claw back a bit of goodwill with the fans by sacking him now. Or well, a diversion tactic. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned this at work today and everybody was agreeing good with that. Point. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Do you know what I actually think as well? I think it, I said to you, Andy, just before we, we, we started this, I think that there might be something to do with his contract having a cup bonus or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Wins a cup. Want the summer in his contract where after the first year we could sack him for 15 mil. Uh, that's what I und- understood, yeah. Who oh, knows? Um, I mean, there's, there'd yeah. be so much built into these. At, at the end yeah. of the day, it says, uh, if somebody was going to pay me 15 mil and Trent terminate my contract, I don't think I'd sniff at it. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> would, yeah. Uh, <laughs> laughing yeah. all the way to the bank to cash it in. Well, it's what we were saying about the players earlier on. It says it's money power, isn't it? It's, um, yeah. it's disgusting, but yeah. Well, we're, we're think... elite now, so we can... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Marine, Back you know, in Europe. Like, 39 million being sacked from various clubs. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it was about 95 million or something that they calculated. Bloody hell. He's earned 95 million or somewhere aware on that. Of like, Peter Locks yeah. has been sacked three times in this league alone. Four times? So he sacked four, twice, oh, yeah. Chelsea. Time twice, twice with Chelsea, wasn't it? Twice, twice with Chelsea. Chelsea United, 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 oh, Jesus. Yeah, Real Madrid. Did he leave me Real Madrid or was he sacked? I don't know. He left Inter. Record, has he? Did he got leave Inter. I don't know. No, no, I don't know. I think he left Inter. Anyway, so what? What next thing? What? What did? I mean, obviously, we're going to have to put a cup final um, podcast together, so we'll be doing that in a few days. Yeah. Um, I, I guess we should keep our powder dry for that one then, and uh, and and finish where we are now. Yep, yeah, sounds good. All so, right, so, so we've got Southampton on Wednesday, haven't we? So uh, give us. Oh a yeah, yeah, let's do. It's going to be an interesting game, that. Let's yeah. do some quick predictions. What team then. have you got Southampton? With a cup final. But you've got Dick Bale in that side. Yeah, I, I think Bale and Deli will start on Wednesday. Yeah. I, I really do. And I think I think Winks. So I think in the middle you'll probably have Hoiberg, Winks, uh, with Bale and uh, Deli in there. Son, you, Bale, Deli, Kane up front. Wouldn't yeah. you like to see a midfield of Hoiberg, Lacelso, and Dombele as a three, and then Bale, Son, and Kane? That'd be quite nice. I would. Yeah, I would. I'd go for that. And I think you know, there's a bit of a curveball in there. Um, I've just seen a story that's popped up um, saying Tottenham outcast Danny Rose pulls up to training ground in a van and makes jokes about uh, Jose Mourinho's sacking Guy Sports. 
yep. before asking to return to the first team setup ahead of the Carabao Cup final against Man City. <laughs> so we could have a new oh. left back in the he, uh, um, The ball's on this guy. I know. He jumped out of his van, didn't he? And he said to the reporters, What are you doing here? And started laughing and got back <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, you know, something that says, I, I don't actually. You, you could be playing Perriman and Hoddle on Wednesday night. I just think there's just been a little bit of a lift across the team and I don't care who plays as long as it's not Sissoko. Yeah, that's yeah, the only person for me that. that I don't want to see. Yeah. What about Dyer? No, I Dyer. like Dyer, mate. No, I don't. He <laughs> 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 can go oh, away. Well, acknowledge his existence now, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so quick prediction then, Andy. What, what's your scores for? Oh, um, I was going to wait probably until I saw the team, but I think 3-1 us. 3-1. Pete? Um, I'll go with uh, I'll go with 5-1. I think we're Ooh. going to be riding high. <laughs> Typical Spurs fans, are we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're in crisis. 5-1. 2-2. 2-2. We've the last ones. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably go for 2-2. Two, two. It's going to be you score, we score, you score, we score game. Yeah. Ben? Spares, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sort of siding with Pete on this. I think we're going to get a new lease of life. Just just purely for that new manager rebound, I'm going to go 4-1. 4-1. I'll say 2-1 Spurs. Right then, so uh, we'll see you next time then. Come on, you yep. Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Glory Game, brought to you by Hull Spares, an official Tottenham supporters group.